From the Financial Times in London, I'm Elaine Moore and this is FT News. Giuseppe Conti, a relatively unknown academic, has been given a formal mandate to become the next Prime Minister of Italy after months of negotiations that followed an inconclusive election. But the emergence of the new coalition has alarmed investors nervous that it will flout Eurozone fiscal rules and lead Italy on a path to economic ruin. So how worrying is this situation? Here with me to discuss this is James Politi, our Rome correspondent, and Miles Johnson, the FT's Capital Markets editor. James, can you first tell me a little bit about Mr Conti? What do we know about him? And does he have the makings of the sort of politician who can bring together Italy's opposing views, do you think? It's very hard to tell at this point. I mean, he was really, truly unknown in Italian political circles until about 10 days ago, when his name first started to emerge as a possible prime minister. He is a civil lawyer, he's an academic who's slightly embellished his resume over the past few years, and he has been close to the Five Star Movement recently and helped to draft the deal that they struck with the League. And when he came out you know, to announce that he had been given the mandate to form a government, he was able to kind of thread a fine line between reassuring markets and policymakers that he would maintain Italy's place in the EU and in the world during his tenure. But he also made it very clear that he was there to implement the populist Italian's first mandate. And he declared in a very sort of flashy way that he would be the defense attorney for the Italian people. I think that, you know, there's one thing that Five Star and League can agree on, and that's their antagonism towards Brussels. And that has crystallized in the last few weeks. On many other things, they're quite different. And they have two young political leaders who are actually rivals. And we have a European election coming up next May, and they'll be competing. So I would expect a lot of tension and a lot of pressure on Mr. Conte. So if Italy and the rest of the world knew very little about him, do we know much more about other key cabinet positions? And can we draw any conclusions about the makeup of the new government? It's quite difficult because the key position, which is really the finance ministry at this stage, is unfilled. We don't know who's going to take it. At the moment, it seems like it could go to Paolo Savona, who's an 81-year-old former industry minister and a sort of well-known economist in Italian political circles, but who has a very sort of strident, Eurosceptic, even Germanophobic view of the single currency. And that certainly has displeased the Italian presidency, which is refereeing the whole process of government formation and could be quite unnerving to the markets. As far as the other cabinet positions, we know that Salvini, who's the leader of the League, will be most likely the interior minister, and Di Maio, who is the head of the Five Star Movement, will likely be the head of the Labour Ministry and the Economic Development Ministry, which will be merged together, and he'll be overseeing trade policy, for instance, and investment policy, and also the rollout of Five Star's most signature economic measure, which is a basic income for the poor, which was intended to really satisfy five stars based in the South. James, one of the more contentious points within the political movement in Italy has been the attitude towards immigration. Yes, I think we can expect a much harder line on immigration from this government. Matteo Salvini, the leader of the League, 
campaigned very, very heavily on an anti-immigration, even xenophobic platform. And he's vowed to deport the vast majority of nearly half a million people who have arrived in Italy after being rescued in the Mediterranean over the past four years. He said anyone who doesn't have valid asylum status needs to be put in these sort of temporary detention centers, essentially, and then kicked out. So I think it's going to be a very, very difficult period because I think that the Italian authorities, with Salvini as interior minister, will realize that it's much easier said than done to deport people. And I think that there could be some pretty heavy sort of social tensions around this issue. And Miles, so you have the emergence of this little-known prime minister, which is unnerving on its own, but the markets, I think, have also been set back by the pledges that have been made by Five Star and league leaders. What is it that they are saying about the economy that has concerned investors? Well, I think we've seen in the last couple of weeks a shift in the sort of dynamic in the attitudes of the markets and investors from being fairly tranquil about what was going on to being obviously far more jittery, the spread between the Italian 10-year bond and German bonds obviously gone up quite significantly. And, you know, ultimately, it's uncertainty. You know, no one really seems to know. There's a kind of broad range of opinions. I think some people are of the view that the market is still underpricing the idea that actually these populist politicians could do some of the things that they've said in the past that they might want to do. And what are those things? Well, you know, like there's been very strong rhetoric about the euro, the description of the euro as a crime against humanity. And you know, these are things which unnerve. If you're a sort of fund manager sat in Boston or something, you know, this is not really what you want to hear. But there are others who also believe that really this is a lot of noise and actually the recent jitters are a kind of buying opportunity and that um, once everything settles down, implementing some of those more radical policies will be bogged down in just the reality of running a country. And so the parties within this new coalition have talked about spending more, potentially reducing taxes or keeping taxes flat. And Italy has a notoriously large debt burden. Do you think that the debt could spiral out of control and that this could be the mark of a new financial crisis in Eurozone? Well, I mean, quite a lot has changed since the last time financial markets were getting extremely upset about Italian debt. We've obviously had the European Central Bank step in and buy up huge amounts of the existing Italian debt stock. And also Italy has refinanced itself to make its maturities longer. And there's the other factor which has been discussed a bit, which is also a large amount of the debt is actually held domestically. So there's this huge domestic base of very wealthy Italian institutions that can basically step in and meet the sort of short term financing needs of the government. And so because of all of those sort of technical factors, the idea that there's going to be a cliff edge buyer's strike, you know, which would lead to some sort of, you know, even a default or something is pretty far-fetched at this stage. But that doesn't mean that people are not obviously nervously eyeing the fiscal development of the country and what that means in the sort of medium to long term if these policies are enacted. And what are Eurozone officials saying? Do you think they agree with you that this is not the making of the next Eurozone crisis? Well, I think, look, from a sort of markets perspective, Eurozone officials are probably not particularly pleased with the outcome. But I don't think anyone is going to be out there saying that everyone should be panicking and dumping all of their Italian debt holdings. So, um, you know, I think this is obviously just a dynamic situation which will develop in the coming months. James, how does the business community in Italy regard this political movement? Is there any sympathy for the demand for change from the Italian population? 
I think there are a lot of jitters actually in the business community. The Kompindustria, which is a big business lobby, just held its big annual assembly yesterday and the president of Kompindustria, Vincenzo Boccia, came out and warned that essentially Italy could not take for granted its position as an advanced economy unless it made the right choices. And it was clearly a reference to some of the more protectionist measures that the incoming administration is expected to adopt, its challenge to Italy's ties with the EU, and also the Five Star in the League. Five Star in particular has been overtly critical of big infrastructure projects like high-speed rail and big highway upgrades and things like that. And I think Confindustria is, is quite nervous. There is a relationship between the two parties and the business community. It's not as if they're complete sort of outcasts to business, and they have been getting closer over the years. But still, I think that definitely this is not the scenario that Italian business was hoping for. And there's a lot of nervousness about what might happen if markets rebel and if Italy's ties to the global markets and the global economy begin to fray. And what do you think is going to happen? Do you think this government can hold itself together or, or that it might fall apart once its policies are put to the test and perhaps found wanting? I think it's going to hold for a while. Both parties have every incentive to make it appear as if it's a success story, at least at the beginning. But, you know, they might have a sort of a honeymoon period over the summer. Then the tough challenges begin in October when they have to present their annual budget to the European Commission and to the Italian Parliament. And there they will have to start making some tough choices. So how fully are they going to implement their tax cuts? Are they going to go all the way with their basic income plan? How much is that going to cost? Where are they going to find ways to finance these proposals without raising the deficit and therefore endangering the country's fiscal position. They also need to neutralize automatic tax increases in consumption tax and in the VAT, which are due to kick in at the beginning of next year, and that will also take money. You know, it's very easy in a campaign to talk about the ways in which you're going to cut people's taxes and give them more money from the government. It's much harder to actually find real-life sort of solutions in law that sometimes mean actually raising taxes and cutting spending. And I think the reality could set in quite quickly, especially if there's more market pressure. James and Miles, thank you very much. And don't forget, you can read more about this story on FT.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. 
flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.